Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, turn to Malachi chapter 3. Yeah, we're going Malachi, people. We're going to have fun today. Uh, Malachi chapter 3. It's actually the last book of the Old Testament. Uh, so if you need to go to your table of contents, that's okay. Uh, we, we're a table of contents church. It's okay. You can go there. And uh, so the last book of the Old Testament there, Malachi chapter 3. And we're in week number two of a series that we're calling Blessed. And this is a series that's all about generosity. And really, it's a series about what the Bible says about how we should really handle our money. And really the big idea around this series has nothing to do with finances or money. The really the big idea is this, that when you obey God's word in any area of your life, your life will be blessed. Jesus actually puts it this way in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, where he says, but even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. And I think one of the most important words in that whole verse is the word and. Because there's more than just hearing. We, yes, we need to hear it, but we also need to put it into practice. I love James chapter one, because it says to not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And so what this says is that you are more blessed if you hear it, and then you actually walk it out that you'll be blessed. So if you hear God's word, when it comes to your marriage and you start to walk that out, your marriage will be blessed. That if you hear it in your friendships and then you walk it out, your friendships will be blessed. And also in your money and how you handle money. If you hear it and you obey, that area will be blessed. So that's something that's a really big deal. And so most of the content of this series is actually from this book right here. It's called The Blessed Life, and it's by Pastor Robert Morris, who's the lead pastor of Gateway Church in Dallas, Fort Worth. And that's actually a church that we got to serve on staff, and we were on staff there when God called us to plant this church. And so he's one of my spiritual fathers, and, um, and really they were a part of this process from the beginning. They're one of our sending home churches. And I can tell you this. In all sincerity, there's not many books I can say this about, but this book changed my life. This book completely changed my life and how I view generosity and what God's word says about this. And it unlocked some things for me and put language to things that I never quite understood until I dove into this content. And because generosity is our privilege, it's actually one of our values as a church. Last week, we gave away copies of this book. We wanted to give it to every family and every person that was here. And the good news is we have some more. So if you were not able to get a book last week, we'd love to give you a free copy of this. Yes, free 99. We'll give you this on the way out. You'll see it right to the left. Right before you walk out our doors, you'll see the stack of what we have left. And listen, we would love to get this in your hands. And more than that, we'd love for you to read it uh, because I think it'll change your life because it changed my life. And so this week, we're going to be talking about something as a church that we've never talked about. Uh, today is week 61 of our church. We say we're still undefeated. We're 60 and 0. At the end of this service, we'll be 61 and 0. And we're talking about something today that we have never talked about, this brand new uncharted territory. So today, if you're taking notes, my assignment today is to answer this question, what 
in the world is tithing? Oh, we're going to have fun today. What in the world is tithing? We're going to talk about this. And listen, here's what I know. And I'm just going to go ahead and address it. I understand that there's a lot of baggage around this topic that there could be some baggage around this topic, that as soon as you saw what this message title is going to be, some of you are like, not the giving message. I knew I should have gone to brunch instead of church. I knew I should have took those tickets. Um, you know, and it's, uh, I just, I knew it. And, and maybe your natural lean is to, whenever something like this is talked about, is to immediately put up walls and put up defenses. And maybe you're here and you've never heard a message about this. And maybe you're here and maybe you've heard that term before, but you don't know what it means because you've never heard a message on what God's word says about this. Or maybe you're here and you have, but it was done in a way that was a really bad experience for you. And let me make this crystal clear right from the beginning that I'm not preaching today on tithing because the church needs money. I'm not. From day one, We've made a decision that we will never ask you for money. In fact, we haven't. We've never, and hold me accountable to that. If I ever ask you, you can come and hold me accountable right there. Hey, you said you never would, but we unapologetically ask you to ask God if and what you should give. And so we've never asked you for money and we're not going to start today. In fact, we're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. And like one thing that I love is I love the generosity of this church. And so I want you to know that this is not coming out of need by any means. In fact, the last time that we did budgets, uh, we do budgets right now about three times a year. And the last time we did budgets, we're operating this whole thing today, as of today, on 82% of what's given. And so we're already operating out of margin so that we can be extravagant in our generosity and so that we can be able to take ground in the things that God's calling us to do. And on top of that, from day one, we've made a decision that from the first day of our church till today, 10% of everything that's been given to our church, we've immediately given to other people. And so we call it the tithe of the tithe. And that we've done that from day one, at minimum 10%. It's actually in our bylaws. And so I just want you to know, I'm blown away by your generosity. And so look me in the eyes. I promise, I promise before God that I'm not talking about this for me. I'm not talking about this for our church. I'm talking about this for you. I have one agenda over the next 26 minutes. I have one agenda, and that's to help you. That's it. It's just to help you to teach you something that God created, not man, that has the potential to change your life. So everybody, relax. Take a deep breath. We're going to get through this together, and it's going to be awesome. But here's what I know. We probably should pray. You know, we should pray, ask God uh, to open up our hearts. So let's pray. God, we love you, and we thank you so much for today. Thank you for our church. Thank you for your word. God, I pray that your word that is alive and active will speak to us. And God, I, what I know is that you do want to speak to us. You are a speaking God. So God, right now, we choose to take the posture of a learner. So God, we open up our mind and our hearts to receive from you. We open up our ears to hear from you. We open up our eyes to see you. And God, I boldly pray in Jesus' name, would you help every single one of us walk out of here different than when we walked in? 
We love you and we don't want to play church. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. So what in the world is tithing? Let's dive straight into content. I'm going to give you three things, three points. What in the world is tithing? Here's number one is that tithing is, you can write this down, tithing is 10%. Tithing is 10%. If you go to the original language in the Hebrew, the word tithe in the Bible comes from a word that means just simply tenth or tenth part. And so Leviticus 27 verse 30 is one of the times this is mentioned. And it says this, a tithe, a tenth of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord. It is holy. And that word holy in the original language means set apart. It is set apart. It is holy to the Lord. In Genesis chapter 28 and verse 22, this is Jacob talking to God. And he says, and this memorial pillar I've set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth, a tithe of everything he gives me. So I tried my best to kind of come up with a a working definition of what this word tithe means. And here, here it is. Maybe if you want to write this down, biblical tithing is where 10% of the money you make is set apart and returned back to God through your local church. And it's very important for you to know that you're not giving to a church, but giving to God through a church. So if tithing is 10%, why did God choose that? Like specifically, why did God choose a percentage, not an amount? I believe that God did that, that he chose a percentage, not an amount, because it's fair to everyone. It doesn't matter if you make $5,000 or $50,000 or $500,000, it's the same. And that the principle of tithing says that when we obey God and tithe 10%, the other 90% is blessed. That tithing is believing in faith that God can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%. Why? Because God's ways are God's ways for a reason. And your life will be better if you follow them, even when we don't understand. Here's what I've learned is that there's so many times where I read God's word. And there's sometimes just frankly, I don't get it. I don't understand And then I read verses like in Isaiah chapter 55, where it says that God's ways and God's thoughts are higher than my ways and my thoughts. And they're different than my ways and my thoughts, meaning that there's some things that maybe I just don't understand until I do them. But God's ways are God's ways for a reason. And it's never, listen, it's never to hold you back. It's never to limit you. It's never to make your life worse. I promise you that God's ways are God's ways to make your life better. In fact, John 10, 10, Jesus talks about the life that he came to bring to each and every one of us. And he says that it is a more and better life. In other words, the best possible life that you and I could ever possibly live is found following Jesus. And so God's ways are God's ways for a reason, even in the area of money. So tithing is 10%. Here's number two. Tithing is a test. Tithing is a test. Specifically, tithing is a test of our heart. So probably the most famous verse on tithing is in Malachi chapter 3. And it starts in verse 6. This is where I asked you to turn at the beginning, where God says, I, the Lord, 
I do not change. I find this so funny. I don't know. When I read the Bible, I find a lot of humor in it because I, because I feel like that's how God wired us is to, is to laugh and to have fun. And so I don't know if you catch this. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. In other words, you are driving me crazy. And if I wasn't the same, I would end up destroying you right now. Uh, some parents are like, I feel you. I feel you, God. It says, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and not kept them. He's basically saying that your hearts are far from me. In how you're acting, it's showing me that your hearts are far from me. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Notice that he's not talking about money at all. Notice that what he's talking about, he's talking about the heart. But then it goes on to say, but you ask, how are we to return? How, how, how can we turn our hearts back to you? And here it feels like God changes the subject, but he doesn't. Listen to what he says in verse 8. He says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And he has this interesting answer. He says, in tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. And I love this next word. In your Bible, you should circle this word, bring. I love the intentional language right here where it says bring, not give. Because you can't give what doesn't belong to you. So you can't give the tithe. You can only bring the tithe. And so he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, which represents the local church. And, and it says the house of God, that there may be food in my house. And he says, it's, it's really all about the heart. And that's why last week we started this series blessed with a message called, it's all about the heart. And if you missed that, you can actually go back. We have an audio podcast on, on Apple Music as well as on Spotify. So go back, check it out. Um, but one thing that we talked about was we broke down this verse in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 21 where Jesus is talking and he says, for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And I think it's so important that we understand that order because he doesn't say that your treasure follows your heart. He says that your heart follows your treasure. And there's this, there's this great principle that's in this, that ultimately God wants your heart, not your money, but what God knows and he understands is that our heart is connected to our money. And that's why that tithing is the ultimate test of your heart. But here's one thing that I find crazy, is that tithing is not just a test that we take. Tithing is a two-way test. We take a test, and it's a test for God. Listen to what the rest of Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And then God says this, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. And by the way, this is the only place that I found in the entire Bible where God says, test me in this. Think about all the different things 
that, that he communicates to us through his word. This is the one thing that he says, hey guys, test me in this. Try me. Do this. I dare you. We're getting close to that. What's that? Christmas Eve where the Christmas story happened. I triple dog dare you. Like I dare you. I dare you to try to, and, and watch what I do in your life. I will do more than what you could possibly ask, think, or imagine. He's saying, trust me, I can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%. And often in a message like this, here's what I realize, is that often in a message like this, especially if maybe this is an area that you've maybe struggle in, or maybe that you aren't living in a certain way, Here's what I know. A message like this can often bring up these feelings of guilt, shame, condemnation. A lot of times it can feel that way. It can feel like, but listen to me. I don't want you for one second to feel guilt, shame, or condemnation because I promise you that is not from God. In fact, my Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So, but the reality is sometimes we feel that. Sometimes we feel guilt. Sometimes we feel shame. Sometimes we feel condemnation. And look me in the eyes and let me just lovingly tell you that that is not God. But what God will do is he'll give you conviction. And there's a big difference between condemnation and conviction. And condemnation will make you stay right where you are and paralyzes you. But conviction is from God and it leads you to positive change. So I unapologetically tell you to lean in to conviction. And so today I wanted to give you something very practical to help you grow in your generosity. And here's the truth, all of us, all of us can grow in our generosity. And so we created this slide, and I want you to check this out. Maybe, maybe if you want to take out your phone and take a picture. I saw some people doing that in our first service. But it just says simply growing in generosity. And what I would love for you to do, and what I'm doing, is I'm taking a look at this, and I'm asking God, God, where can I grow in my generosity. And I love this scripture that's here in the corner in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, that says, since you excel in everything, like you're awesome at everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love that we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And so one thing that I would encourage us to do as a church is to be able to say, okay, God, what is my next step in my generosity? Maybe for some of you, the first step is just to give something. Maybe you've never given anything. And a great first step is to give something. And, and that's a huge step that, all, that so many of us have taken. Maybe if you've given something, maybe the step that you can take is to give regularly. That I'm going to have a rhythm to my generosity. That maybe that's every week, maybe that's every month, maybe that's every time I get a paycheck, whatever the case is. But I'm going to start implementing, I'm going to grow in my generosity to where I can give regularly. Maybe if you give regularly, it's to give proportionately. And that's really where this tithing principle comes in. To say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give 10%. And maybe it's like, maybe I have that as a goal I want to, but maybe right now that, that, that's a very big step. And so maybe it's just starting somewhere. It's saying, you know what, maybe I'm going to start with 1% or 2%, but I want to start to where I'm giving proportionately to things. And maybe if you've taken that, maybe your step is to give abundantly. 
that once, you're, once you give that, and this is really over and above your tithe, it's when God speaks to you that you're in a spot where you can be generous over and above. And I wanna invite you to be a part and right now start praying about something that we have coming up in four weeks where you will have an opportunity to actually give abundantly. And that's what we call our legacy offering, which is happening on December 8th. And so that's in four Sundays. And this is the one time a year where we will take up a special offering. We do not do this. So if you're here for the first time and you're like, the giving message, great, awesome. I'm so pumped I came to church. And they're talking about a special offering. We do it once a year, just once a year. And here's what makes it special. Because on this one time, we actually give 100% of it away. I told you that we give away 10% of everything that's given. But on this day, we give 100% away. And we've been praying and asking God, and he's opened up so many doors for us to be able to help so many people here at this school, in our city, in our nation, church planters that are about to plant churches, uh, and also ministries all around the world. And we're so excited about all the doors, our generosity opportunities that God has presented for us this year in the Legacy Offering. And we unapologetically ask you to pray. And ask God, that's why we tell you in advance, because we don't want to get there and then guilt you into anything or try to make, you know, tug on the emotional heartstrings for you to give. No, we just want you to pray and be obedient to whatever God is calling you to do. And that's why we do this. So I want to just encourage you to pray and say, God, what is my next step in my generosity journey? And then just simply obey whatever he's calling you to do. Okay, so tithing is 10%. Tithing is a test. And then number three, tithing is putting God first. Tithing is putting God first. And make no mistake about it, God wants to be first. In fact, he doesn't just want to be on your list. He wants to be first on your list. That God, that he's not just content with being on your list, he really wants to be first on your list. And he wants to be first in every single area of your life. That's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Another translation says, seek first his kingdom above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. That if you seek me first, I got you. I'll take care of you. And tithing is one of the most tangible, practical ways that you can put God first in your life. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 19, listen to what God's word says. It says, as you harvest your crops, bring the very best, not the leftovers, the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim with new wine. In other words, you will be blessed. It's very important. Don't miss this, that the tithe is not just 10%. The tithe is the first 10%. It's very important. So let me get practical here. So I have up here... $100 in tens. So that means that I have 10 $10 bills that make up 100. So just imagine with me that you get paid $100. The first thing you need to do is to get a new job because you probably ain't making enough money. 
unless it's like your side hustle, you know. And, but let's just say, for the sake of this illustration, that, that, that you get paid $100. So if I fan out these 10 $10 bills, these are the $100, these 10 $10 bills, what is God's? Y'all are so good. I tried to trick you with that first one. Yeah, it's all God's. It's all God's. We actually talked about that last week, that God is the owner. We are the steward. And so everything belongs to God. So, so, so the, the rest are promised not to trick you. Um, <clears throat> so if this is $100, how much is the tithe on $100? If 10% is the tithe of, of, so how much is the tithe of $100? Some of you are like, okay, the math, go, whew, we just run over, carry the one. Yes, $10, okay. So $10 is the tithe. But here's the more difficult question. Which $10 is the tithe? The first one, okay? So which one's the first one? So is the first one the one that was on the top? Is it the one that fanned out over here to the right? Is it the one that's closer to you here on the left? Which one is the first one? See, the tithe, get this, is the first one that leaves your hand. The tithe is the first one that you spend. And so when you get your paycheck, the very first thing I want to encourage you to do is to tithe before anything. It's not to pay your mortgage or your credit card, all your bills, and then see if you have that 10% left over, and then you tithe. Because what that really means is that the mortgage company got your tithe. That visa got your tithe, not God, because the tithe is the first 10%. Now, here's the deal. I can hear the thoughts that are going on in your mind. Because right now, I think some of you are hearing this message and hearing this principle, and I understand it's God's word, but how in the world does this make sense? Like, I can't wrap my mind around this. How in the world can God do more with 90% than I can do with 100%? And trust me, I understand. I've been there. There's been times in my life, I grew up in church, but I did not grow up tithing. I did not grow up being taught this principle and what that means. And so I will tell you this, I've always been a giver, but I've not been a tither. I like to put it this way. I was a tipper. I was not a tither. (laughs) And so I get it. It took me a long time to wrap my mind around this thought, and I completely understand. And the truth is, I can tell you on this side of it, all the great experiences that I've had. And I can tell you all the benefits, and I can tell you the theology, and I could read you the scriptures, and I could do all those things, and I can tell you all about the benefits, but I believe this is one of those things that you have to try to experience it. That's why God says, test me in this. Because I think God knows and he understands. It's going to be tough for you to wrap your mind around this one. You're going to have to try it to understand it. Because there's no way around this. Tithing requires faith. It requires faith. And by the way, just like everything else in following Jesus. Think about this. How do you know that you're saved? By faith. How do you know that there's this principle that when you take something that's in the dark and you put it into the light, 
that you will experience freedom and healing? It's by faith. How do you know that God created you a very specific way with a specific purpose and passion so that you can go make a difference, an eternal difference in this world by faith? It's because everything in the kingdom of God is by faith and tithing requires faith. So recently, uh, someone actually, Allie right here, Allie, raise your hand. That's Allie, that's, it. that's Allie. Hey, church, why don't you just say hi, Allie, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hi, Allie. Allie, will you say hi to the church? Okay. <laughs> Recently, Allie's, a, a, Allie's been a part of our church since before we've been launched and uh, has been a, was on our launch team and now serves faithfully on our dream team. And I'm so thankful for Allie. But Allie shared with me recently her story with tithing and what her journey has been here. And I asked if she would write it down so that I could share it with you. And this is, in her words, her story. I didn't grow up tithing. I used to think I can't afford to give 10%. But after a conversation with my brother, I decided I wanted to take baby steps, steps toward tithing because I knew that it was biblical. However, I was still lacking the real why behind it. Every Sunday, I started dropping $5 or $10 in the bucket as the offering went by. And I justified it by saying, it's like I'm paying for the coffee. I then started giving online and increased that number over time, but I was never fully giving 10%. I was just giving what I felt like I could afford to give or what I had left over in my budget. It all changed at Queen City Church during step one of the growth track. Pastor Brian spoke about tithing and for the first time in my life, I understood the why. Yes, it may be a great way to support your local church. And yes, it's the right thing to do. But the ultimate reason why we tithe is because we are called to give God our first. And at that moment, I realized I'd given God my first in every area of my life, except for my finances. That was the one area that I never wanted to give up control. In that moment, I'd realized I was actually giving God my leftovers. And after all the bills were paid and the shopping was done, I was giving God what was left. I told God that I was all in. And for the first time in my life, I wanted to tithe 10%. Of course, I was scared and skeptical, but I wanted to give God an opportunity to show up. I love that. And I wanted him to know that even if I felt like I couldn't afford to tithe, I was trusting him as my ultimate provider. I went home that night, I downloaded the app and set up some automatic payments. And ever since I started giving God my first, he's blessed me in ways I never would have expected. So many doors have opened, my business has grown, and I've been financially blessed in ways like never before. At the end of the day, the biggest game changer for me was having the right perspective and the right heart behind why I was tithing. Not only has it helped my heart when it comes to generosity, but tithing has also made me more thankful. I no longer view blessings as something I achieved, but rather something I've received from God. Come on church, isn't that good? Can we clap our hands? Thank you for sharing your story. Let me end with this, because here's one thing I love about God. I love 
that he doesn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. And God, he has the moral authority to ask us to tithe because he's already given the ultimate tithe, because he's already given his first. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Let me put it this way. For God so loved you that he gave his first. And he can ask us to give our first because he gave his first. And just like he teaches us to give first before anything, he gave Jesus first before any guarantees that you and I would even receive that love. Before we were ever, before ever he got any guarantee that we would change, that we would make a different decision, before we would go a different way, he made a decision to give first. Before we changed, before we cleaned ourselves up or got ourselves all together. That's why Romans 5.8 says, but God, he demonstrates his own love for us in this. This is how he demonstrates his love that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us, that while we were still messy and broken and jacked up, before we even received that love, he said, yep, still worth it. That's why Jesus is the ultimate tithe because he gave first in there. And you wanna know why? He did that. He did that just, get this, just for the chance to have a relationship with you. Just for the chance. Not even guaranteed, but he says it's worth it just for the chance. I'm fully convinced the more that I read this book, the more I get to know God, I am fully convinced. And I stand here before you as honest as I can saying, I promise you God does not want 10%. He wants 100%. And before he wants any amount of money, he wants your heart. And he wants a relationship with you. That he doesn't want you to have religion. He doesn't want you to check off spiritual boxes. He doesn't want you to come to church for one hour a week. He wants a real, dynamic, growing, everyday relationship with you. And we wanna give you that opportunity to start that right now. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And we do this every single week. So maybe if you're here for the first time, just right here in this moment, before we get to brunch, before we check our fantasy football team, before any of those things, ask God right now, don't miss this moment. God, what are you speaking to me? What are you speaking to me? Ask him this, what does my response need to be to this message? What's a next step that I need to take? And maybe for you, some of you, you find yourself at church today and you don't have a relationship with God. You feel far from God. And we wanna give you the opportunity to start a relationship with God today. Or maybe some of you, you've had that in the past and you've went off and you've done your own thing and you feel like that relationship is broken. And we want to give you the opportunity to restart that relationship today. And we're not going to point you out. We're not gonna make you come forward, embarrass you in any way. But today, if you wanna make that decision, I need to start, I need to restart a relationship with God. 
I, like I know that's, that's, what, that's the step I need to take today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, I'm about to count to three and you just put your hand up in the air and say, include me in that prayer. I know that's the decision that I need to make today. So if that's you on the count of three, just put your hand in the air just so I know who I'm praying with. One, two, three, just put your hand in the air. That's me today. That's me, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great. I'm proud of you, proud of you, proud of you. That's awesome, you can put your hands down and just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you so much and I need you. I want you, but I need you. And I'm so sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? Will you change me and make me brand new? God, right now, I surrender my whole life to you. Why don't you tell him that? Just tell him that. Just say, I, I give you my life. I give you my life, everything. I give you everything. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my mistakes. I give you my, my sin. I give you my fear. I give you my insecurity. I give everything to you. And today, I choose to follow you, not just for a Sunday, not just for an hour, not just for this week, not just for the rest of this year, but I choose to follow you lying in the sand moment for the rest of my life. Thank you that you give us the gift of being able to have a relationship with you. We thank you so much. And we thank you that that's all possible because of Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, church, can we clap our hands for those that just made that decision? Come on. That's awesome. We're so proud of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com. 